Thank you for joining us today at Miniature Wargaming Labs. And today, once again, we have special guest John Russell back on the podcast. Hey, folks. <laughs> With his usual vim and vigor for life and excitement. And exactly. fortunately, fortunately, I was able to catch you uh, in between conventions. So I wanted yeah, to ask what a you, surprise. <laughs> I just happened to catch you at the right moment there. So how has the uh, convention scene uh, been going since it's, the emergence? It's... It's actually quite fran frantic. It's ever back in 2018 before the curtain fell. Everybody had their like lanes. Everybody did. Oh, you can't do it in that weekend because that's historic con. Oh, you can't do that because that's Gen Con. That all went out the window in 2019 and 2020. Now everybody's doing is a catch as catch can. They're trying to uh, uh, get it wherever they can. So what you get instances like uh, this last weekend where you had salute in the UK. Historicon out there in Pennsylvania, and then you had Millenniacon down in Texas. So, but we were, Warlord was at all three. It's just different iterations. Uh, uh, the whole crew from the HQ was at uh, Salute, of course. And then uh, we had uh, a couple of my Raiders, uh, Will Grainslade. We had a, a guy in training, SK, uh, Sean Bagley. I think Greg Yansky was there doing some speeches like he always does. And then we had, um, Myself and Casey Pittman and uh, Jay Casper and Scott Hendrickson down there at Millenicon. Millenicon is, is like only five hours away from my house compared to 17 for out there for Historicon. So I, I chose the closer one. And it's it's just I've been going there for six years. And it's really it is the probably one of the largest conventions in uh, uh, historical conventions in Texas. And in fact, last weekend, we did have the largest uh display or participation game of our American Civil Wars epic scale. Uh, they were doing the battle. Uh, it was the army list was from Shiloh, but they're battling on the, the table uh, or the background from Lucian. So it was they kind of mixed two together and they had over 600 painted figures uh, on that table. And it was massive. And we had special uh, counters from Litco. So thanks out there to Litco. And thanks for Will and, and uh, Scott for putting that on. It was massive. It, the table was always surrounded by a bunch of people. And it was great. So uh, that it, it's getting back on track. I think it's going to be normalized in 2022. You know, Adepticon's coming back in March. We've got LVO in January. Genghis Khan in February. Uh, Little Wars in April. Uh, June is Gen Con. July is our event down here in Oklahoma City. Twisted Lords Con. Uh, July, August is uh, could be Origins, and then September is sometimes Recruits. October is uh, well, September is also Michigan GT. October is heck, we just did it. I, I had I did like nine weeks in a row, so I'm a little ringy, uh, or seven weeks. Uh, and then um, let's see, then Millennium Con in November and uh, PAX Unplugged in December. So I mean, it's you can pick one. There's one or two every month. You know, if you, you could probably go almost every week. There's some weekends that you don't have one, like Mother's Day. There's not one or, you know, so, but they're out there. And uh, so it's already starting to form up to be a crazy year for next year as well. So, Long answer, short question. Sorry. <laughs> no, that I wanted to cover what your upcoming tour schedule is. So it sounds like if someone wants to find you, you'll be all over the country. Uh, once yeah, well, next weekend. Yeah, next weekend we'll. We'll be up at Renegade GT up in, uh, uh, it's Plymouth, Minnesota, but it's an outskirt of uh, Minneapolis. So, but yeah, that's where we'll be next weekend. And then the week after, the first week of February, I'll be at a store down in Houston, uh, uh, Goldmine Games. 
Uh, we'll be doing some stuff down there. We might pop over to third coast games and maybe over to the USS uh, Texas. There's a, a game going on that weekend. So there's three events and we'll use yeah, at the same time. The the Texas, the USS Texas, that's actually a charitable event uh, yep. to help with the yep. restoration and the dry dock of the ship. Yep. Yep. I've, yep. I've heard so of that. Kind of, yeah, it's pretty exciting. So we'll uh, see how that one goes. Uh, I know this is a busy time of year as everyone gets uh, the crunch in for um, oh, know, yeah. Black, Black Friday quarter instead of uh day anymore mm-hmm. um yeah, it's all uh, it's a whole month now yeah, yeah. <laughs> black well, month there you go well, you know this this is my favorite time to go on to the uh warlords website um uh, yeah since last time we've talked you also shifted to where you have uk um eu and us row us rest of the world yeah row, as, rest of the world yep so but i do love going on there every day and checking the clearance because it's kind of like a game for me of like, okay, what's on the clearance? Um, How much is the price going to drop before it gets sold out? And so it's a Mm -hmm. fun little game of trying to buy it at the lowest cost possible. (laughs) Shopping karma. That's right. (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose on that one, but uh, it it does give you the chance to get some of the um, less common. um, Oh yeah. And so I know just going on there now, I mean, you can plus up your gall and your Germania forces for spqr right now i mean the, i mean the germanian command's going for six dollars on there oh right. yeah well and that's uh, and what a great intro uh drug i mean what a great intro game for hail caesar you know because i mean that's spqr build up your forces and bang then you've got your your, your uh whole army for hail caesar yeah well i'm no um i was actually looking at uh the empire in flames so uh-huh. so i'm waiting for what comes up there for a chance to bash together x-force and y-force for the burma theater because the clearance sale is a great time to like get oh, into yeah. some of those uh lesser covered theaters and you know there's less of a financial risk to go do it so i i do enjoy your clearance sales a little too much <laughs> well and and some people were starting to ask me about they're wanting to do british and long pants was starting to do british you know they want to get some different ideas for the british and i said well there's the korea british summer weight uh, there's boxes out for that. There's a whole army for the Korea that you could do that could roll into that uh, India area or even after World War II. You start getting into the, you know, the, the, the Malaysia incident or you get into the Suez crisis and, and you could use those British figures, just change some heads. And there you go. Well, you know, that's um, I will say you normally when you buy from your store you guys have like um get a free box to like cover the shipping and handling that's what i yep. got with the uh marianas palau so i got british commandos because i think ah. british, british commandos world war ii and go to um was it colonel bills and get some um the fn foul slr yep. bits and i i can run wild geese from uh you yep. know, 50s Perfect. to 70s on there so i mean we've talked before that warlords really kind of is like a baseline standard of like getting generic models and being able to kit bash your way into a lot more di- sure. time periods than what is possible oh, yeah. otherwise just because you have those plastic frames um yeah which does lead me to something i guess you're re-releasing i wasn't hanging around warlord um <laughs> when this came out in 2016 but uh project z um, project Z, yes. I'll allow it. <laughs> but um, mm. how how would you describe this game? Because to me, it looks kind of like the classic movie tropes of um, what a zombie uh, movie. Is. It, it, it is, and it isn't. Uh, 
that that whole game started. We, you know, one day we we got a bunch of the the, the sprues from uh, miniature foundry, uh, right? Yeah, war games war games foundry, and uh, we're like, we got all these zombies, we got all these survivors. What should we do with them? And from okay, let's make a game to game is finished. It was like five weeks of of processing and playtesting, hardcore, just solid on. And within five weeks, we had a game. And Project Z is is a zombie game, but it's not your grandfather's zombie game or your father's zombie game. It's a zombie game where your your survivors, your squad, your your uh, group is trying to go out and get uh, foodstuffs or a place to live or trying to find things to recover to survive, and you run into another survival group, and the zombies are just a mechanic of the game and they'll start trying to oh look there's a bunch of action going over here so they start flooding in and they get more and more and more so then you have to decide do i want to fight those guys off for this food and risk having to fight more zombies or should i just fight the zombies or so you've got to do uh a decision there and you have male survivors, female survivors. You have, uh, of course, bikers, and then you have the special forces. So a lot of the guys like to, a lot of the guys and gals like to get the, the, uh, the, the those sprues to, like you were talking about earlier, for other games or to. Uh, the bikers are really cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can use them for so many different things. You can use the bikers for uh, Judge Dredd. You know, for, uh, wastelanders, uh, or if you get Doc Puke, and uh, he can then make the zombies a survival group. So he animates them in a way that they kind of know what's going on, and you can manipulate them. And you can use them. so it, it is a zombie game, uh, but it's got a twist, I guess is what you could say. And we're going to release a couple thousand of those copies, and then when it's gone, it's gone again. So we'll put it back on the shelf. Now. What, what was the reasoning about making this a limited release um, for the game? Well, we we we, we said you know, the, the sales team and, and the and the manufacturers say, hey, you know, let's do something we've done before, but let's make it you know in a, in a just a quick quick release. And uh, we've got all the stuff still here. We can just you know upgrade it to where it was. We had some Aretta that we had gotten from the from the players, so we threw that in there. So uh, and we put it back out again. So it was just something. We saw that it was very popular, very cool. It was a nice stocking stuffer. Uh, limited. Uh, it wasn't uh, as massive as Bolt Action or Blood Red Skies or Black Powder. It was a quick game we could we, we could have some fun with. And people really enjoyed it. I mean, we sold it out pretty fast. We sold three or 4,000 copies in a couple of months. So it was it was one of those games everybody had to have because, I mean, it, it's it's one of those games that after you've played all day, your, your board games, any board game or any, any miniature game, you have an hour or two and you didn't really want to think you can play Blood Red Skies. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you know, after Blood Red Skies, like that, you go ahead and play Project Z. And Project Z's combat mechanic ended up becoming the combat mechanic for uh, Doctor Who, our Doctor Who game. So it was kind of neat how we kind of worked it and refined it then for Doctor Who. Now, is this a D6 space system? Um, yes. D6. Okay. Well, it's, it, it's a six-sided base system where you roll your two hits and there's uh, different 
symbols on the dice or you know there's a blank there's like a flak jacket and then there's a, a explosion and those are hits and dodges and then you use d6s for some other things but yeah it's it's a it's a cubed base system okay. I guess you could say. <laughs> and with a card mechanic so because i think i was looking into yeah. like some of the stuff from 2016 so it's a card based mechanic and some of the comments i heard is like you're going to do like you did with the spqr of where instead of a second edition it's more of a revised where you work than uh errata yeah that you collected yeah. from okay so yep. it'll be slightly different differently written in the main rule book the same right i right. I, I have to admit yeah. i i am i was kind of when i heard that it was going to be a limited release um i'm i have to admit i was disappointed just because of the spec ops frames and the humvee oh. <laughs> because finding a company yeah. that will revi- reliably provide humvees consistently throughout mm-hmm. the year especially at your price mm-hmm. point can be difficult and uh i think yeah. the modern form of uh american military diplomacy is you can always tell what country we're doing business with by the humvees rolling in the background oh yeah so sure. yeah, yeah the uh ak-74s from the uh, survivor bits on the spec up guys yeah. some humvees and you can do eastern ukraine uh nowadays today so yep. Yep. I, I have to be there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, is I was just thinking about from a zombie game, there's no reason you can't have Luftwaffe versus zombies or um, oh, yeah. Oh, Waffe yeah. SS yeah. or Amer- Yeah, so Call, that's Call of Duty, yep. Yeah, so that's why I, I, I appreciate that uh the swap in the modularity of uh a lot of your game systems there. But something that um I was excited for. So I mean I'm gonna pick up Project Z just because I already have a stock full of zombie games like last seasons and drug war Z from brigade games. Oh, oh sure. Um, so I'll sure. throw one more on the pile. Um, sure. But, well, and, and I've, I've heard of people doing that too, with their bolt action stuff is throwing, putting project Z and bolt action together. And, uh, you wouldn't be the first, I'm sure you won't be the last, but it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of fun to do. So it's fun thing to do in Halloween time, you know? Well, is, so given that, is there any, uh, idea about just selling the rule book as a PDF? Just consistent. I don't know yet. Okay. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm sure that that uh, now that, you know, 2016, that was kind of the thing to do. And now it's always the thing to do. So uh, I don't know. I was over in, in at headquarters in September when we just started talking about re-releasing it. So I didn't catch the final couple of meetings to see which way and direction would go. I just knew that revised edition, everything's coming back out, limited release. So that's that's the nuggets that I know. Uh, okay. But, uh, you know, it, it, it makes sense that we have a PDF or something like that. Well, I didn't know if, like, because I know you guys changed locations. Like, um, yes, changed factories. So I didn't know if someone found the molds. Like, oh, wait, we still have these. Hey, look, here, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it, it, typical how something comes up in mind. Hey, which we do this month? I don't know. Which we do? I don't know. Hey, stop that. No, I would. Hey, I know. Project Z, you know, kind of something like that, you know. So maybe it was somebody dusted off a mold and said, hey, remember these? But, uh, Oh, yeah, it was great models, and it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed playing. I got the uh, Sarissa, uh, everything for almost a dollar shop, you know, and uh, we would always fight in the in the little uh, quickie mark kind of thing. And then we had the uh, Sarissa release of the compound. That was kind of cool. But, you know, it, and it, what's great about Project Z, Z is you can use the miniatures and, I mean, the, the terrain from your Judge Dread or your Infinity or, you know, just about anything for this game. It'll work. Yeah, I do. Now, the next release you got coming out um, is Epic Black Powder Napoleonics Epic. And so, and uh, for those who can't see it, I see you've got some of the frames 
going on there. And I, I have to admit, I, I am your target audience for this because I've been thinking, well, (laughs) because historical war gaming consists of two camps, world war two and Napoleonics. Napoleonics. I've got world war two and I've been looking at Napoleonics. And so just finding this, what's a starter kit. I can just bash straight into it. Right. And so the Civil War came out and it's like, interesting, but I know Napoleonics will come out soon. Um, and now and it, it has. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, 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 you know, we tested the waters with their ACW Epic stuff and our Epic Battles. And the ACW was first and, and it worked. And that that is, you know, a box, 30 sprues in there, 15 blue, 15 gray, two basic sprue designs. And you have everything you need, a rule book, uh, some, some buildings, uh, some charts a little book to get you started, everything you need to get going in uh, American Civil War. And because it, it was so successful, we said, okay, let's do, let's do another one. And what should we do? Well, yeah, it's Napoleonics. Uh, and, uh, and this one is going to be a little different. Though. Like you said, some of these viewers can't see this, but this is the basic British uh, infantry sprue. Same standard as the ACW. One, two, three, four, five stands an artillery crew, and then a commander with a distinctive kind of hat and different poses. And it's the that way of one regiment is on one sprue. That's kind of why we did it in this scale, this size. Everybody, you know, we wanted to be different. Well, yeah, okay, maybe. But 13.5, there is no standard 15 mil. But this will be get one regiment on one sprue. And this is the basic kind of copy from ACW. However, it changes a little bit with this sprue. This is the this is the French sprue, and it's got one, two, three, four stands. The fifth stand is these guys up here, and you get some French skirmishers up here. Oh, that's so your every French, for your so sure, yeah, the, 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 the uh, those guys. So so they they are uh, your skirmishers, and then you have the commander and the and the cannon. So uh, and of course they look like French, and they look like. British and the cannons are a little different. And then we will have a box of these about the size of the ACW size, but it'll be just these French. And then there'll be a box of just British. And Napoleonics has a lot of these guys, horses. And this is the British light sprue. There'll be a British heavy sprue. There'll be a French heavy sprue. And there'll be a French light sprue, light calf, heavy calf. So we're going to have right there six different styles of sprues for this game. Not, you know, and then we're going to talk boosters or, or second waves like we had the dismounted cab and we had the skirmishers and we had uh, all those other things for ACW. We're going to have the same idea, but you're going to buy one box of nothing but British. So it'll be like a thousand miniatures in one box for British, one thousand box for uh, French. There will be other armies coming down the track a couple months after that, after release. These are up for pre-order now, and you can get them shipped. Tentative date is January, I do believe, that they'll be shipped out. But uh, a lot of people, it was really kind of funny at uh, MillenniumCon, as we were showing these to people, they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's the Napoleon. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That was just, it it cut them off mid-sentence every time. Wow. You know, even the guys in the, some of these backpacks are different. And it is obvious a French. It's obviously British. They are designed to be very recognizably different. Well, so I noticed you've um, also uh, colored the plastic. 
So yes. right right from the start there, the French are in uh, blue. blue, blue, and the British are in gray. Um, so I guess from there you can break them off and you don't have to even prime them. You've got two different colored forces yep. right there. I, yep, yep, just like the ACW box. And I can't think of anyone who's done fresh Napoleonic molds with like some of what is possible nowadays versus in say mm -hmm. the late eighties, what was possible with mold making Ooh. technology. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and some of our extra, you know, the waves might have some resin kits. I haven't seen the other waves that are going to come out with this and the casualty markers will be just like the ACW, but they'll have Napoleonic figures on there. So it's all based on black powder. You know, I, I, I tell people that black powder for warlord games is like GURPS. It's from 1700 to 1900. It's the base platform for anything in that time that 200 years from 1700 to 1900. And then you have your modules you can stick in, you know, the Zulu module, the dark and bloody ground, blood on the Nile, uh, glory, hallelujah, rebellion, uh, Albion triumphant. You know, you just, uh, there's three Napoleonic books, you know, uh, uh, clash of Eagles, uh, Albion triumphant one and two. Um, you could use last argument of Kings, but that's more of a Jacobite rebellion kind of thing. But, black powders and you get a rule book in the box so i mean there you go so in this box you'll get the black powder rules um yep. and then the module for waterloo yeah uh, it'll be like a 28 page it, it, uh just like what we did for acw it'll be a 28 page kind of a synopsis of that time period that 100 days area of you know around uh, waterloo uh and we are doing the hugamont and uh uh, uh oh, every time i say hugamont first i I forget <laughs> the other one, you know, but, La hey, yeah. but, but uh, we're doing those modules and models. And then the special model for pre-order for these two boxes for the French is Leon Fosseux, who is that guy with the big axe busting down the door to get in. And, and then Hewitt's uh, Eagle. And he was a mounted British guy grabbing an eagle from one of the French um, units. So that's the two special models. Okay, so when I was looking at it, I, I will say um, when you bring it up on the pre-order and you see like <laughs> what's the all-in meal deal, like the full oh, meal, yeah. soup yeah. to nuts, the $813 starter. And I saw that and said, wow, yeah. that is what I, what I noticed about the way you did the set is if you buy like even like the half that, like the starter without the terrain, you're not trying to play all of Waterloo. But the right. starter allows you to play if I want to do the fighting outside of Hougemont or the Hassan yep. or anywhere yep. on the lines, you give because you provide Scots Grays, heavy cav, light cav for both sides. So you can actually play vignettes from different sectors yep. of the battle Horses line. The battle. Yep. So for me, that that made perfect sense of where why you're giving so much, but not everything there. I mean, I'm sure at that mm -hmm. scale, if I spend enough money, you'd send me all the uh, everything yeah. i needed to recreate waterloo minus yeah. the prussians and the dutch well, and, well be careful they may be there yeah we were releasing another army in the middle of summer so uh, well, that, uh that's why it made sense that you were only capturing vignettes from the battle so when anyone complained right. like, well there's no prussians like well your point wasn't to cover the prussian sector you'll probably cover mm -hmm. that in wave two or three or whatever so right. I, then, I was completely fine yeah, and there's there's talk of doing the same thing we did for ACW this last week in Blenicon to do now Waterloo on those tables. So as soon as the sprues come out, we'll be painting fiends to try to get those ready for that. <laughs> well, 
Well, I've been meaning as with your special models with uh Lenforcer and uh Sergeant Ewart. Um mm -hmm. I've never pulled the trigger on black powder because stuff in black powder, I've 28 millimeters, not where I wanted to play. Um, right. I always wanted something smaller, but I could never ever pull the trigger. I didn't want age of empire or anything complex. I wanted black powder, but not at 28 mil. Is there ability mm -hmm. to play those vignettes? The reason you're selling those special characters, do you have the rules in there kind of like drag and rampant of where like a special character can come out and do something unique, kind of like a There'll movie be moment. Yeah, yeah, and that were that's where that twenty-eight page supplement will come in. That's where that that will be uh, contained in, uh, uh, just like kind of what we did with ACW with some commanders. You know, there's different commanders from uh, the Civil War time that we that you can model in, and they're in Glory Hallelujah. So you could probably take anything out of uh, uh, Albion Triumphant Book Three. I think it is the Hundred Days campaign, uh, and that that would probably That'd be a good book to have with it, uh, and that, you know, for your for your Waterloo section. But then there's the Pen Peninsular campaign, which is the first Albion Triumphant. Well, that that brings up something I wanted to ask. Like, so this is a box set for Waterloo. You're going to have like a Waterloo yeah. pamphlet. In right. the future, are you guys thinking like Leipzig box set, Peninsula campaign mm -hmm. box set, um, even before Napoleon, like Egyptian campaigns. Is that yeah, the idea yeah. that these boxes and these pamphlets will allow you to recreate those segments of history? Because that's always been the problem with Napoleonics is when I've asked people who've played, it's not like World War II. It's like, is there early war, mid-war, late war? Like on the uniforms, yeah. it just lasted so long and they changed yep. uniforms and colors and weapons so much. They're just like, mm -hmm. you really just need snippets of yeah. time to capture what's going on that's a good question i i can't answer that <laughs> uh, but that's a hell of a good uh that's a good question and uh that might be something we look into later on down the line okay um yeah, i'm sure the russian campaign would be fun uniforms falling <laughs> off <laughs> of course clash of eagles all over yeah but um but with this move into epic is a thought of about applying this epic standard to other um, of your lines, like Hail Caesar. I, I doubt you want to do it with bolt action because O Group already exists. That's- uh, Be careful. Uh, be, 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 you know. <laughs> there may be something down the ways in that time period because of our purchase of Skytrex and we're working with Skytrex that we might go into that area. Uh, wouldn't it be cool to have, you know, Stalingrad in a box, Kursk in a box. So everything that ever happened in Kursk, everything that ever happened in Stalingrad, everything that ever happened in Cobra was in one box. Well, you know, think about. Well, that that's I have to admit, I was attracted Napoleonics was not attracted to me at 28 millimeters because when I play Napoleonics, you want to be like Sauron in front of the Urukai, like standing oh, yeah. up and there's just regiments spread out in front yep. of you, and yep. like yep. you can push them around. Okay. Um, but when I saw epics in napoleonics i started thinking of like um pike and shot and hail caesar because spqr took hail caesar and brought it to a skirmish level more like right. bolt action right. and so i thought yep. well you know i could see warlord going the other direction of, sure um you know a smaller scale and a bigger span of control of the battlefield mm -hmm. there well and and, it looks right on that scale everybody came by the acw table and said this looks right you know this is the god's eye view so you know we've got uh, about about five real big, maybe six, you could say, cores. Game, you know, we got Black Powder, Bolt Action, Hail Caesar, 
Pike and Shot, Gates of Antares, and then Blood Red Skies. You know, th those are kind of the big cores. And, you know, we, we've done an epic scale for Black Powder. We're going to do it again because we're doing Napoleonics because Black Powder kind of expands those, you know, spans those 200 years. So maybe Hail Caesar next, maybe Pike and Shot next, and then maybe uh, uh, Bolt Action. We are uh, excited to release Combined Arms next year around uh, summertime. Uh, it's going to be the the cats that campaign system that Alessio and his crew have been working on that takes blood red skies, cruel seas or victory seas or both and blood red skies and puts them into one game. So we're kind of excited about doing something like that. And if you don't have time to play that campaign, there's a board, there's a couple of board games in there that you can play kind of like a risk esque or, uh, uh, access and allies kind of like game as well. So another tangent, another rabbit hole, but there you go. <laughs> well, I think we've, I mean, we've seen like a push to smaller form factors with like five yes. plastic soldier companies there. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. So seeing you guys pick it up and run with that, um, kind of like back in the 80s, I started off in the 15 millimeter scale and, you know, mm -hmm. everything became 28. And so to see a return to like, you know, smaller is easier to store. Um, and nice, nice looking sprues, you know, so, yeah. I think, I think yeah. that was always the issue of could you 28 millimeter just look better on the sculpting side. So yeah. bringing today's technology to the 15 millimeter. Um, yep. Bingo. You know, I, I have to admit, I could not get the January issue of uh, War Games Illustrated that had the ACW sprue in it. That was impossible to get. Well, and you know why, off. right? <laughs> You know, <laughs> did, did, did you know why? The, no. the, the reason why it was, <laughs> okay, in in England, the WI costs five pounds. Okay, each issue is five pounds. Uh, the Brigade box set, when we released it for ACW, was 20 pounds. And you got three sprues in that box set for 20 pounds. Well, people quickly did the math and found out if I went and bought three copies of a, a, a you know, WI January edition, it would be 15 pounds instead of 20 pounds, and I would get the same amount, and they just give their magazines to their friends. So a lot of magazines were sold in England that year, that month, because people did the math and said, hey, I got a 15 bob or 20 bob. I'll go for the 15. So that's why those magazines sold out so fast. And I expect the same to happen for uh, when the Napoleonic one comes out in January. This uh, coming up. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure with the buying spree going on there, finding him in the uh, wilds of New Mexico was going to be a long shot <laughs> <laughs> to get him out here to the frontier. Yeah, <laughs> get your subscription now, right? <laughs> well, you know, I'm a I'm a Vault member of WI, but I still like to buy the physical magazine from like Barnes and Noble because I, I feel like yes. if if I buy them up regularly every month, then they'll keep them they'll on keep the shelf. Coming. Yeah, and, you know other people will discover it and yep. you know, I, I will admit i've bought multiple issues of wi if they've got the right frame in the oh magazine. sure sure <laughs> sure who wouldn't right well you know i'm i'm looking forward to epic i've just got to pick which price point i feel comfortable of buying in that that eight that 813 for like the full meal that might be a bridge too far with project well, we should have made yeah you know, maybe we should have doubled everything and made it 1812 it's like what we did with you know the zulus the 28 zulus you know people don't unless, unless you dig in there there's a there's a place on our website where you can buy a, 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 a thousand a zulus sir a thousand of them and you can actually buy a thousand zulus uh 800 uh, 500 married and 500 unmarried but we yeah we sell a thousand zulus. 
in one box. <laughs> it's crazy. It's every oil you'd ever need. But yeah, there you go. Well, uh, I'll make I'll make my decision. I definitely want those limited edition figures. I think that's that's yeah. my driving line. Like, what's the least I can spend and still get those two and still get those. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. Well, and then and then you might come up with. Let's see, where's he at? Do I have him on the shelf back here? Yeah, here we go. Then you might come into the, to the thing like this guy here. Now, this is the Lucky Jack open day model we're showing to the people who can't see. Uh, but this was the Lucky Jack model that we did for open day in September. Well, then when we did the Trafalgar day, we sold them again. And for that weekend, you could buy them. So maybe on that release day, maybe we'll put the special guys in a special thing, but probably not. So, you know, <laughs> uh, figure out that price point you can afford and go with that. Uh that, that's always the plan there. <laughs> so um, I have to admit that 813, that looked more like a store buy. Like if a store wanted to get into. Ah, yeah, yeah um, trade pack. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, here, I'll take this. I'll sell the rest. And like all the terrain will be out there for everyone to come by and play. But. Um, Good trade bundle pack. So as I look at wrapping this up, because you've covered what I was interested in. Is there anything else you'd like to. Uh, oh cover well we've got uh, <laughs> any more rabbit holes well, you want to go explore? we didn't talk about yeah yeah sure well, we haven't talked about italians that was our big release That's... just last week uh the italian book and the italian uh well, we had a lot of fun we, we broke open one of the boxes at millennium con and we looked at the 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 data sheet and the box back art that we're starting to put on our boxes is really really nice and i'm not saying that because i work for work it's just really really nice the back of the blood red skies release boxes for the all the new aircraft has a picture of the airplane painted in this different, uh, uh, you know, front, back, top side. And then the, the colors that we used on those aircraft, same thing happens now in our bolt action releases. And the new decals are phenomenal. And inside the box, there's always that picture assembly to show you what's on the spruce. So you can figure out what is this? What is that weapon? And I, I highly encourage everybody who buys or can see or can get a chance to get a hold of the, <laughs> sorry, the Italian box. Look at number 17. Look at number 17 on the piece of paper. It's got, uh, I'll, I'll give it for, for uh, I'll let the listeners figure it out. But uh, there is a arm on our sprue in slot number 17 that uh, says uh, uh, left arm giving the quote, italian gesture <laughs> so check out a sprue number with 17 and you'll see what i mean uh you know, that's the first of three go ahead go ahead no, no i mean that, we have a little bit of humor don't we yeah that that right there would be worth just getting those sprues just to get that oh, yeah. hand for kit bashing potential like taking oh it, yeah like yeah 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 well it, it just proves that we do have a little humor i mean for everybody out there i always ask them uh, we'll get back to the town in just a second. This here's another rabbit hole, but uh, everybody knows what the part number is for our farm animal sprue, right? Everybody knows that part number. Everybody got should it. know that part number. I got it in the cabinet over there. I can't yeah, reach it. Uh, so everybody knows what the part number is for the farm sprue. It's E I E I O. When you get a chance, check it out. It's stamped on the sprue E I E I O. So uh, we're gonna have two more box sets of uh, plastic Italians, basigliari. Uh, and Alpini. In one of those two boxes, we're going to have a parts to make uh, engineers. 
And then we'll also have a support box. We'll have a box of uh, San Marcos Marines. Uh, we'll have a box of the Air Trains uh, and some uh, vehicles that'll go along with that. And a second book is coming. Uh, it's going to, the first book goes to Salerno. The second book will go Salerno, Casino, and uh, Anzio in Rome. So, uh, there's a lot more stuff coming up for Bolt Action. We just released Blood Red Skies Midway. Tons of stuff for that one. And then we've got more stuff coming out in Bolt Action uh, next year. And uh, we're really starting to hit our stride back to uh, before the curtain fell in the world. So we're really getting excited back to come back online. So those are the things I probably want to talk about real quick. Just Because okay. uh, I, um, I think the commentary has been uh, reevaluating the Italians um yes just historically in general and i heard you guys yes. are doing soft underbelly was going to be the first book so that was going to be the southern yep. part of the campaigns and right. i don't remember what the title of the uh, northern part of the campaigns oh were, some people were talking yeah the uh, uh, churchill's one that gave it the soft underbelly and then later on somebody said tough gut so i don't know you. if it'll be tough gut or you know, or Anzio, who knows? But it'd probably be tough gut is what we've been referring it to. I was I was interested in it because I bought uh when you guys redid the 92nd infantry, the Buffalo Soldiers uh frame. I bought those guys, so I need some Italians, uh, I guess SS, but I can always throw some Italians in there. Uh, there you go. They go up against that. Uh yep. But I appreciate breaking down uh the campaigns into south and north, given like, yes. the change in the politics. That happened in that shift. I, I will be interested. Will there be a uh, saving Mussolini special scenario? Oh, but of course, of course there will uh, be. You, you gotta, know, gotta have Scorzani. Yeah, have those. Yeah, that's right. Well, we have the model out. We do have a Scorzani model. So, uh, that yeah. there's a good chance to use him in like one of his more famous uh, escapades. Exactly. There. Um, exactly. <laughs> You're on track. Yeah. Well, so that. Um, so it sounds like you're covering Italy very comprehensively. And with that release schedule, it'd probably spend what a yep. whole year just slowly putting out Roughly, the, yeah. the truck, the trek north there. Um, and with your boxes. Oh, and we had. Go ahead, go ahead, please keep. No, I, I was just thinking like your boxes are actually convertible, like um, your primary Italian box, the ones you just released. That one has like three yes. different troops yes. types in there. Um, yes. Yes, no, there's about 20 different heads. You know, the sun hats and then the the you can um, the the fezes, different types of fezes for the black shirts. So yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so you'll be able to do some of the um, internal conflicts that can't happen later. Oh yeah. War, um, as the yeah, southerners yeah. turned against the northerners, there. Sure. Um, sure. Uh, we're, I, we're also it's it's got a lot of potential and we're and we're also uh we released the pictures in the model uh frames at open day we showed people we're going to do uh some variants of the 250 or as the guys of north call them skip fids uh skip fizzes you know skt sdk fz's uh, skip fizzes uh the 250 and there's going to be seven different variants uh each there's gonna be three boxes there'll be two variants and then a basic 250. So it'll be 250, anti aircraft, motor carrier, uh, turret top, uh, you know, um, I think one's a uh, ambulance, but there'll be seven different variants in each box, uh, in three boxes. So that's coming too. Now, will there be any, since you're, especially in the northern part, like tough guy, um, mm -hmm. will it be 
new and different German units to go in there as the Germans. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, because there was there's a bunch of new Germans in the soft underbelly. The uh, uh, the Fallschirmjägers getting some love with some pioneers, um, and uh, some some crazy weapons like the uh, Rockenführer 88 uh, uh, Pupenchen, which is basically a 30 inch six plus six penetration Panzerschreck anti-tank weapon so yeah it's going to be nasty so there's there's a bunch of new german stuff in there and uh, uh there's a bunch of new armies and i'm sure that the north one the tough coat will have the same yeah um now if i remember right and this might be a deep pull for me i think the the argentinian battalion fought in italy mm. so yeah. that yeah that, that, they may make a show i haven't seen any stuff for the second book yet just the first book and i really enjoyed reading the first book so I, I'm, I'm excited to see the second one that because that's what i i do appreciate about uh your campaign books is the thoroughness of just saying well not just the big five but have some fun and cover everyone who's there Everybody. which is well so, which is part of the reason like uh with empire and flames why i'm so interested in burma is uh Sun Li Jen, um, command one of the Chinese generals there. He and I went to the same alma mater, and oh, um, wow. it, was, it was surprising to read through there and say, you know, he studied in the U.S. But when you go to my school, there's no, like, considering he was known as the Rommel of the East, there's no like painting of him, no monument yeah. no on the. Yeah, I always wondered why we had so many Taiwanese students attending my school, but like no one ever talked about it. Like, but you take you something. Know. Yeah, take something from a mildly covered area and really highlight some of the um, unique characteristics there. Um, get below like the movie highlights. Um, so I appreciate yep. that. Yep. So I, I have to admit, since I bought the 92nd Infantry, the Buffalo Soldiers, I was thinking, well, I'm already halfway into Italy. Maybe I could explore that. Jump all the way. <laughs> Trey, come on in the water's fine. <laughs> so with, cool. uh, Excellent. with the whole linking of... Um, the campaigns like combined arms um mm -hmm. is there also a look at doing theater perspective there kind of like um north africa uh sicily italy well, there's d-day well we did d-day in three books and then we did uh we did two books on the desert we're talking about maybe possibly retiring vander brothers starter set and bringing out a western desert or, or a desert campaign starter box so we just did really? the oh. island. Of, oh yeah, we just yeah we released Island Assault for the Pacific. So now we might do a, a, a desert one. So watch for that in about June, July. Well, yeah, I I have to admit Island Island Assault was uh, was a must buy for me. <laughs> now I I have to admit um, a combined art approach like uh, combining um, Blood Red Skies because I'd love to play Pappy Boynton's uh, Black Sheep oh. Squadron. With the island assault, with um, cruel seas, um, sure, through the landings. Yeah. So, is there any direction on like adding the Pacific uh, into combined arms there? Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. Oh, it there's is. Eight, See, since you're talking about something eight, in the future. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there's there's eight different maps in there. Oh, okay. New Guinea, Australia, uh, Guadalcanal. Eastern Front, Western Front, Africa, and they're the maps. I thought they were going to be uh, uh, amorphous maps, but no, they're the maps of like Guinea and and Australia and Guadalcanal, and and there's eight different maps that are going to be in the box. They said so. Yes, the Pacific oh. will be 
Thus, the Pacific will be specific in the box. Okay, so this is kind of like, you know, you can be MacArthur or Nimitz and have like yep. put the map on the wall in the game store and actually yep. start mapping out and say, okay, Thursday we're going to do Guadalcanal yep. and we're going to roll it There's back. Sectors. Yep, sectors on the map. Now, I, I was interested in knowing if like, say with like your Epic Napoleonics and with like combined arms, is there a what if portion to this? Um, because there like, is something in the works, kind of like for that. Yeah, that's about okay. all I can say for that. Uh, that yes. That's fine <laughs> because I I noticed in like a lot of the uh, issues of uh, Wargaming Soldiers and Strategy and War Games Illustrated, the past five months, each one has done like what ifs, like talking about like what ifs there, and so yep. Napoleonics would be perfect of like, well, what if this brigade was just a little bit to the left? What, how would that have changed things? Yeah, if the, so, or if the you know, Russians showed up on time, you know? Yeah. It's just, you know. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes. They're there. They're there. Because I, I think that's always the, the debate between simulation versus wargaming. Um, mm-hmm. if, if without the what if, you're kind of just like, well, we're just replaying history. We know how this is all going to end. Yes. But if you go yes. too far on the what if, it's like, this is nowhere based in reality. I might as well be playing 40K. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. K47. That Perfect. I, I have to admit, you have some K47 stuff up on clearance, so we're bringing it full around here. So I, I have been looking there at the British automated guys, the little uh, skeleton robots mm-hmm. walking around. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You got it. Always right. fun. Well, I think we've uh, almost effectively killed an hour here of uh, the listeners' time. <laughs> Easy <laughs> so, to do. Well, so, it's yeah. a good time. Well, you can give me a call anytime. I'm here in the, in the, when I'm here in the shed here. Just give me a holler. We can uh, talk about everything but for but whenever you're fantastic. Whenever you're home, right? <laughs> That's right. Sounds great. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, thanks uh, for joining us again. Talk again. Yeah, may your dice be fair and your tables level. That was a good time, Jim. Thanks. Well, thank you, John Russell, and thank you for joining us at Miniature Wargaming Labs, and we'll see you all next time.